Chapters 1 through 6 of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Hebrews from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Ferrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 1 God, having of old spoken to our forefathers in many portions and many forms by the prophets, at last in these times has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed inheritor of all, and through whom he made the ages, who, being the effulgence of his grandeur and the representative of his essence, supporting all things by his powerful decree, having made a purification from sins, seated himself in right of the majesty on high, thus becoming by so much superior to the messengers, inasmuch as he inherited a more distinguished power than they. For when did he ever say to any of the messengers, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. But when he again introduced the Creator into the habitable world, he says, now let all the messengers of God honor him. But as to his messengers, he only says, He makes his messengers spirits, and his ministers burning fire. But respecting the Son, Great Prince, your throne is for ever and ever, and the scepter of justice is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with a delightful oil above your associates. And you, Lord, have founded the earth of old, and the skies are the work of your hands. They shall be destroyed, but you will remain, and all shall grow old as a garment, and you shall fold them as a cloak, and they shall be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not be eclipsed. And when did he say to any of the messengers, Sit at my right hand until I place your enemies a stool to your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits, dispatched to administer for the sake of those who will ultimately inherit salvation? Chapter 2 for this reason we ought especially to attend to what must be listened to, lest we should ever be drawn aside. For if the message delivered by messengers was reliable, and every transgression and disobedience received just punishment, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation, who first received our information through the Lord with confirmation to us of what was heard? God witnessing with signs, wonders, and various powers, as well as a Holy Spirit apportioned by His will. For He has not subjected to messengers the empire of the future, about which we speak, and He gives evidence of this where someone says, What is man that you should remember him, or a son of man that you should look on him? You made him for a short time less than the angels, but have crowned him with majesty and honor, and set him over the works of your hands, having subjected all beneath his feet. But if he subjected all, he could leave nothing unsubjected to him. However, we do not now see all subject to him. But we see Jesus, 
depressed for a short time lower than the messengers by having suffered death, crowned with majesty and honor, since by the kindness of God he tasted death for all. For it became him, by whom all are, and through whom all exist, leading many sons to rectification, to perfect the chief of their salvation by sufferings. For the purifier and the purified are both from one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers, in the midst of the assembly I will sing of you. And again, I will trust in him. And again, Behold, I myself and the children whom God has given me. Since then the children share in blood and flesh, he also partook of the same with them, so that through death he might abolish him who has the dominion of death, that is, the devil, and might release those who through their whole life were subject to slavery through the dread of death. For indeed he never descended upon angels, but instead he descended upon the heir of Abraham. It was consequently imperative to be made similar in everything to his brothers, so that, pitying, he might be a merciful and faithful high priest before God, to overshadow with mercy the sins of the people. For as he himself suffered when tempted, he is able to encourage those who are tempted. Chapter 3 Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, observe that the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus, was faithful to his Maker, as Moses was, in all his house. But he is thought worthy of a greater dignity than Moses, by as much as the master of the house has more honor than its steward. For every house is organized by someone, but God is the organizer of all things. And Moses, indeed, was faithful in all his house as a servant, a witness of what was ordered. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we firmly possess the confidence and reliance of our hope until the end. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, If you would listen to his voice today, harden not your hearts, as in the bitterness during the period of trial in the desert, where your fathers tried me, proved me, and for forty years saw my works. Therefore I was provoked with that generation, and said, They always wander at heart, and have not acknowledged my paths, so that I declared in my anger, They shall not enter into my rest. Take care, brethren, lest there should ever be in any of you a bad unbelieving heart to turn away from a living God. But instead, exhort yourselves every day, while it is called today, so that none among you may be hardened by the seductiveness of sin, for we shall be participators with the Messiah if we steadily hold fast to the first foundation until perfect. Therefore he said, If today you would listen to his voice, harden not your hearts as in that bitterness. But what hearers tried him? Did not all coming from Egypt through Moses? And by whom was he provoked forty years? Was it not with the sinners whose carcasses fell in the desert? And to whom did he declare that they should not enter into his rest, if not to the unbelieving? 
from which we perceive that they were not able to enter in because of unbelief. Chapter 4 Let us therefore be careful, lest by abandoning a promise to enter into his rest, any one from among you should think of lagging behind. For we are promised as they were, but the message heard did not profit them, not being united with faith by the hearers. But we the believers may enter that rest, although he said, As I declared in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest, as though from the exertions of construction after founding a universe, where it says about the seventh thus, And God rested upon the seventh period from all his works. But here again, They shall not enter into my rest. As therefore some failed to enter it, and those first promised entered not, through disobedience, he again fixed a particular time, to-day, saying after that time by David, as I said before, To-day, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Joshua had given that rest, he would not after that have spoken of another time. Therefore there still remains a rest for the people of God, for it shall enter into its rest, and rest itself from its labors, as God did from his own. Let us therefore strive to enter into that rest, so that no one may in the same way be an example by failing through disobedience. For the word of God is living and energetic, and more cutting than any two-edged sword, and divides even the life and spirit, joints and marrow, and is critical of desires and thoughts of the heart. And there is no creature hidden before it, but all is naked and bare to his eyes, to whom we have to account. Having therefore a great high priest gone into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us cling to this confession. For we have not a high priest unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but equally tried in all things like ourselves, yet sinless. Let us go therefore with freedom to the throne of the giver, so that we may receive mercy, and we shall find a perfectly supporting gift. Chapter 5 for every high priest taken from among men is set up over men to attend to the things of God, so that he may offer gifts and sacrifices for sins, and be able to sympathize with the ignorant and erring, because he is himself surrounded with weakness. And for that reason he ought to offer for his own sins as well as for the people. And not any one takes this honor to himself unless called by God, even as Aaron was. Thus also the Messiah did not himself decree that he should become a high priest, but instead he who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And as he says in another place, You are an eternal priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his incarnation, having offered prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, to him able to save him from death, and having been listened to because of his entreaty, although indeed he was a son, he learnt obedience by what he suffered, and having been perfected, he became the origin of eternal salvation to all who obey him, having been publicly proclaimed under God a high priest of the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have to express much thought and difficult to explain, since you have become sluggish to the sounds, for at the time when you ought to be teachers, 
you have need again for someone to teach you the rudiments of the first principles of God's purposes, and you have come to have need of milk, and not of solid food. For everyone who uses milk is ignorant of a reason for righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the matured, for those who through their disciplined faculties are exercised to decide between good and evil. Chapter 6 Consequently, dismissing the reason for the first object of the Messiah, let us bear forward to its conclusion, not again laying a foundation of turning from dead rituals, and of trust upon God, of teaching of baptisms, or of laying on of hands, of resurrection from death, and of eternal judgment. Yet we will do this if God permits. For those who have been once enlightened, and tasted of the heavenly gift, and been partakers of Holy Spirit, and have tasted the noble plan of God, and power of a future age, and have fallen away, it is useless to renew them into a change of mind, they having by themselves crucified afresh the Son of God, and openly disgraced Him. For the land that has drunk the rain coming often upon it, and has yielded crops useful to those by whom it has been cultivated, receives approval from God, but if it produces unexpected and nearly accursed thorns and thistles, their end is for burning. But we are persuaded better of you, friends, things that bring salvation, although we speak in this way. For God is not so unjust as to be forgetful of your work, and of the love which has been shown to his name, by having ministered to the holy, and still ministering. But we wish each of you to show the same earnestness to the end, to perfect your hope so that you may not become sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and endurance inherited the promises. For God, promising to Abraham, since he had none greater to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, When blessing I will bless you, and increasing I will increase you. And then, after long expectation, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and in all disputes the oath is used by them for confirmation, by which God, wishing to show more certainly the unalterable nature of his decision to the inheritors of the promise, intervened with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things, in which it was impossible for God to be false, we might have a stronger hold when we fly to seize the settled hope, which we have as a sure and firm anchor of the soul and carried inside the inner veil, where as a forerunner Jesus has entered for us, becoming a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The End of Chapters 1-6 through six. Recording by Mark Penfold